Eagles Entertainment. Welcome, Eagles everywhere, to the Eagles Insider Podcast, presented by Lincoln Financial Group. I'm Eagles Insider Dave Spadaro here at the NovaCare Complex. Eagles getting ready for San Francisco on Sunday, as you know. It's been a very uplifting week here in South Philadelphia following that win against the Falcons. Now, what do the Eagles do for an encore? How do they handle success? It's one of the real tests for a football team with a new head coach and a quarterback who is in his second NFL season. So we're here to kind of set the mood for you, give you a little insight into what the Eagles have been doing this week. And then we've got a couple of great interviews coming your way. One with Eagles offensive tackle Jordan Mailata talks a lot about being a big man in a small man's world. His rise to being a starter, he's got a contract extension through 2025, and oh yeah, he thinks he could have done better in that beautiful flying through the air block that sprung Jalen Rager for the touchdown catch and run last week. We also hear from Aaron Sipos, Eagles punter, who made his NFL regular season debut last week and was terrific. Before we get into all that, let's talk a little bit about this football game. The Niners are 1-0. They are coming off a win against Detroit. They are also coming in with some injury question marks. They lose their best running back, Raheem Mostert. They lose their best cornerback, Jason Verrett. Javon Kinlaw, a key interior defender on the defensive line, hasn't practiced this week, hasn't played this season. He'll certainly be very questionable. Emmanuel Mosley, one of their cornerbacks, banged up a bit. Another linebacker banged up. Will Greenlaw banged up a bit. Dre Greenlaw banged up a bit. So, yeah, they're banged up, but they're really good. They spent the week in West Virginia to lessen the travel wear and tear. And the Niners come in here ready to go. And for an Eagles defense that played so well last week in Atlanta, a new challenge awaits against a 49ers team that uses a ton of misdirection, a ton of motion, a ton of just bells and whistles, and the idea is to take the defense's eyes away from what's important. And that's something that Jonathan Gannon, Eagles defensive coordinator, and the coaching staff have been meeting on, and that's a message they're hammering home to the players this week. Yeah, we actually just, we broke a staff meeting now here, and that was kind of the last thing we just talked about was you have to, you know, whatever your job is within the defense, you can't be, you have to look at the right thing. And why they do a lot of the reasoning behind what they do, you know, what you see all those, the motions and the adjustments and all these people moving around and all these looks are different is to get your eyes in the wrong spot. And then they take advantage of that. So, you know, we have to be in a phone booth of what we're looking at, because this is my guy that's going to tell me what I have to do. And then from there, you have to practice it the correct way. And you got to keep reiterating to our guys, you know, shrink your world, shrink your lens. You don't have to see everything. You don't have to see the big picture. Some guys do, but not a lot of them. So if, if you're a guy that just needs to look right here, look right here. Don't worry about where 44 is going. Don't worry about what the quarterback's doing. Don't worry about Debo running across the formation. You just look at this guy right there. So, and that's how you're going to win your individual matchup. So I think a lot of it's just, you know, shrinking it down for our guys. This is where you put your eyes and this is how you play. And from there, it's football. I mean, there's no, you know, there's no call that we're going to call that's like the perfect magic call versus Kyle Shanahan. Like it's our guys executing at a high level, destroying blocks, tackling, covering. That's what the game comes down to. 
The Eagles on special teams outstanding last week against some good returners. Same challenge this week. And special teams coordinator Michael Clay talked about that, the Eagles' performance in the coverage games. It's big. The hidden yardage statistic is B-I-G in the game of football. Clay was very pleased with week one. Looking forward to seeing what the Eagles do against the Niners on Sunday. Yeah, the Atlanta game, the coverage was was outstanding. Uh, we, had, we had a tall task. Uh, Cordell Patterson being a kick returner that has eight career touchdowns. We knew what was a, a, against us right there, and the guys were, were running fast. They were playing hard. Be able to string them out and stop them inside the 20 was a huge thing for us. Then with Avery Williams, you know, he's a rookie um, from Boise State, kind of a, a later-round draft pick, but we all knew what he was. Um, he had a pretty prestigious career at Boise State returning, so we all knew what we had to do there. And the guys did a heck of a job with AC going out there uh, shooting, trying to make a tackle, then Alex getting down there. Um, JJ did a heck of a job coming from his wing spot with TJ to get on a combined tackle. So the coverage units, you know, we always want to be one of the better coverage units to help flip the field for our defense. So we were really proud of how they came out and played. Um, and as for this week, the, the message is still the same. We got to help our defense give a long field with our coverage. We're going to keep on doing that. Um, and we have all the respect, you know, coming from San Francisco. They, they still got some very good returns. Brandon Ayuk, Muhammad Sanu, Ambry Thomas. They, they got some guys that have some speed that we need to be ready for. And uh, we're doing our best as coaches to get these guys ready for our coverage units um, to get them going and have a good game plan for them. Later in the week, Jason Kelsey, the blonde one, was asked about game one and the offense, and was he surprised at all that the Eagles put up 32 points, that they were 3 of 3 in the red zone, that they had no turnovers, that they busted over 400 yards of offense, that they were balanced, they were terrific. Kelsey says, no surprise at all. You know, we've had a really good offseason offensively and defensively. I think you can tell when you have really good players um, we knew our defensive line was going to be a heck of a unit this year. We knew our offensive line, especially if we can stay healthy, was going to be really good. Jalen had a great camp. Um, you know, we've seen a lot of these, you know, interesting plays and creative things from the coaching staff all offseason, and we were really excited to get out there and run them. I mean, there's always a little bit of you whenever you're doing something for the first time where you're kind of waiting to see how it goes, but I would, I wasn't surprised at all. And, um, you know, now it's just sustaining it and, you know, you know, continuing that moving forward. All right, now let's get into the interviews. Jordan Mailata, you know the story. Former Australian rules rugby player. I guess an Australian rugby player. We've got two Aussies on the show here. It's going to be fun here. Jordan Mailata, 2018 seventh-round draft pick for the Eagles. Injured reserve of the first two years. Played 15 games last season. And tantalized everyone with his potential, his ability, his athletic skills. He's now a starter at left tackle. He's got a long-term contract, but he's keeping his mindset the same as it's always been. One-on-one with Eagles left tackle Jordan Mailata. We welcome in Eagles left tackle Jordan Mailata. Jordan, how are you? I'm good, Spuds. How are you? I'm doing just fine, Jordan. And my first question is, what does your body feel like after a football game? You know, Sunday was the first game of the regular season. You hadn't taken those reps. Can you break it down to so that we can understand what your body felt like? Uh, like getting hit by a truck. Um, yeah, it's terrible waking up the next morning and even just flying back, um, you know, sitting in the seat for however long you're in the air for. is just uncomfortable and... 
you know, you do everything you can before you hop on the on the bus and hop on the plane to, you know, whether it's ice bags or just getting like compression somewhere on the body. So something to help you, you know, get ahead of recovery because, you know, the next morning we come in and we have a lift and usually when I wake up on Monday mornings, um, I feel terrible, but after the lift, you know, I feel like a whole new man, so... Yeah. So it, it, being six foot eight, I mean, certainly it has been a blessing for you um, at your size to be in the NFL. In in real life, is it also a challenge? Um, Matt, I, I couldn't tell you. Uh, if, you know, I, I don't know. Um, you go into a hotel. Can you fit into the shower? Yeah, some hotels I can. Um, you know, I grew up like this, so, you know, I'm not really – much of a, you know, biggest can't be choosers kind of guy. So, you know, I just, you know, the hand that I'm dealt, I just deal with it. You've dealt with it beautifully, Jordan. Um, congratulations on your contract. Uh, what has been going through your mind? What has life been like since the contract got done? I know football has been the priority, but I'm sure there's been a lot of people who've been trying to reach out to you and get a piece of you. Yeah, it's been uh, it's been overwhelming, Spuds, uh, to be honest. You know, just trying to find time to, to reach back to everybody that's, you know, uh, messaged me, you know, congratulated me. Um, yeah, it's been, like I said, overwhelming. Uh, just trying to focus on, the, you know, my game. And so that's been my biggest priority. And that's probably why I haven't you know, replied back to most people, just because I just think of, you know, the process. And I, I don't want to be distracted by, you know, yes, I did get the second contract. But, you know, for me, I still have goals that I want to reach. And, you know, every day just to get better. My, my mantra that I believe in, you know, the 1% better of the process. And for me, that's more important than signing the contract, even though it's life-changing, you know. So for me, I just, I'm sticking to what I know, what I'm comfortable with, and I'm going to roll with it. This 1% mantra, it's interesting. When you, when you were named the left tackle, you had a press conference, and you kept talking about stout and how important it was and how your mindset has changed. Your kind of your approach to life has changed since you were drafted. Before that, did you... And I don't take it personally, but did you think you took the NFL kind of, I don't know, for granted in a way or, or didn't really understand how to be a professional player? Yeah, I think, I think that's, that's a better way to put it. Um, you know, I wasn't taking anything for granted. I think just getting my feet wet was the, the biggest thing, you know, the whole cultural change. And, and you know, it's, it's such a big shift, um, you know, if, if somebody does that in their life just trying to understand, you know, basic lingo or basic fundamentals of, you know, it's like like a job, you know, like learning fundamentals of how to be a doctor. Um, you know, it's just the same same era. You can adopt, you know, the same thing that I went through. I definitely wasn't taking advantage of it. I just didn't know how to take advantage of it, like like use it to my, you know, best. You know, use the, I guess what I'm trying to say is um, use it to my advantage at a young, as a young, a young player, because I didn't understand the opportunity that I had, um, just because of how fast everything was getting thrown at me, um, how fast I needed to adapt. Um, it just wasn't wasn't familiar with it. All right, so Sunday you play in front for the first time in your life. I think I think the first time a full house, right on the road, hostile environment. What was it like? Oh, that was insane, mate. Um, definitely it was was fun to have the crowd back. Um, I can't wait to play in front of our crowd just because uh, just being there uh, and we have to go on the silent cadence, you know, that's it's always bad when you have to go on the silent cadence and so loud and third downs and, you know, we have to go on silent cadence every play. So, 
yeah, it was definitely a challenge. And so I can't wait for, you know, for us to have that advantage at home and, you know, the, the visiting teams that we're going against have to, you know, get that pressure on as well. All right, Jordan, how'd you play on Sunday? I know that uh, players tend to remember the things they didn't do well more than the things they did do well. What is it like for you going in with Jeff Stoutland after a game and hearing his analysis? <laughs> uh, mate, he's never changed. And I think he will, regardless of how much I'm making. Um, and that's what I love about Stout. You know, he did cuss me out uh, when I walked in on Monday. So, you know, I expected that just because I remembered the plays that I, I stuffed up on. And, you know, I was punching and kicking myself you know, when I got on the plane after the game and was just like, damn, this is, you know, we could have we put more points on the board if I just corrected, you know, the little details that, you know, I, I always say that I need to work on. And, yeah, so we're coming, coming in on Monday, he's, he had a little spray at me, but, you know, he gave me my props when he needed to and sprayed me when he needed to. So you're thinking more about the, is it mental mistakes you're making or are they physical mistakes that you're making? Just technique errors. Okay. Technique errors, yeah. So you're not thinking about, hey, that great block that you made on Jalen Rager's touchdown, which everybody in the world is talking about. You're not thinking about that? Nah, honestly, I I didn't really think about it till, uh you know, all the guys were telling me that it was a great block, and you know, then it, then it sunk in, like, oh, that's, that's a pretty good block. Uh, but, yeah, I did, you know, it was hard to get away just because everybody was, you know, bringing it up. When you watched it in front of your teammates, was there a lot of ooing and eyeing, seeing Jordan yeah. Mailata flying through the air? <laughs> yeah, it was a boom, a lot of booms. Uh, you literally flew through the air, Jordan. When you watched it, did you kind of go, man, that was that was pretty impressive? Nah, I was I was disappointed. I should have, you know, I should have tackled him with my shoulder like I do in rugby. I should have done that. If I go back, I would change it so the the hit can be bigger. You, to be honest, are you serious? Yeah, I'm, I'm dead ass. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm really serious, yeah. <laughs> so, wait, would that have been a legal play if you had tackled him rugby style? Of course. Okay. Of course, mate. Okay. Of course. My helmet wouldn't wouldn't have been in his helmet or in his in his chest. would have been to the side. All right. Like how we, how we tackle in rugby. So, if I could take it back, I would definitely do that. All right. So, hey, let's fast forward. we got the Niners coming to town this week. They have a legit front seven. Uh, what are you seeing from that group? Uh, great rushes. They're very technique based with their, you know, moves. Uh, very calculated. Um, I think the biggest thing that teams, you know, when, when they're studying them is, you know, they're they're very, I guess, I don't want to say basic, but like they fundamentals. You know, they they're mastering their basic fundamentals. And although they might come down in a four down front, you know, the the four guys that are down there are very, I guess, the ten thousand kick mantra that that Stout always preaches. You know, those guys are well experienced and, and know how to deal with, you know, the run the run blocks, the pass blocks, you know. So for us, it's going to be a, a good challenge this week to just focus on our technique and, and get get the plays down right. So Nick Bosa is kind of their headliner. Um, how would you describe him as a player? Ah, he's electric, mate. There's no way, no way to uh, put it. He's very electric. Um, I think he's got a lot of swag. But we'll see on Sunday how we go. You know, I'm not going to focus on him. I'm going to focus on me. Um, just going to keep doing my process, what's got me here. I'm not going to change it. And that's always been to just focus on my, my set um, and, you know, react off what he gives me. You know, I feel like I'm comfortable enough to, to do that. So that's what I'm keep doing. Jordan, how much did that game one win kind of bolster the entire team's confidence? What's the mood been like since that game? Oh, mate, the, the mood in the locker room has been like just just great. Um, you know, you really sense that brotherhood forming, and you know, getting that win on a, on a road game 
was, I guess, the best thing to start our season. Um, you know, everybody, especially Coach Seriani, you know, expresses about how we, the the basic fundamentals, you know, getting the one percent better, you know that 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 process that he was always stressing in camp and just to see it all click um, in, in parts of the game and you know to win that game just just made us trust in, in you know not not saying that we didn't trust in Sirianni but just you know when you put word to action and, and, and see the results you know it just gives you a little bit more confidence like I said it's addicting when you do something right and you want to keep doing it over and over again and that's what I'm sensing with the boys did you dance in the locker room after the game yeah, I was doing a little, uh, watched a video the night before. Um, uh, it's from Hitch. <laughs> it's when Will Smith is, is is teaching him how to dance. He's like, no, you, you're you just right there. So I was just doing that. Nice. Hey, there's a little. Yeah, I just like the little moves. There's no day, listen, there's no doubt that you are a talented performer. Are you writing music these days at all? Are you doing anything musically just to relieve some of the, the pressure of the game or just release some stress? No, nah, I just listen to my music, just listen to everything. Um, not really doing anything musical, just really focusing on my recovery. Um, you know, I spend a lot of time doing that just to stay fresh and, uh, and you know, be at my best on Sundays. Last one for you, Jordan, and I'm very serious when I ask this question. Does the offensive line now make you take them out for dinner uh, this week? Like, do you, have, you guys have a big get-together. Are you the one who gets the check <laughs> at the end of the day? Uh, well, uh, thank God they haven't, uh, they haven't, you know, done that to me yet, but I can sense it coming probably this Thursday. So probably tomorrow night, we'll probably go out to dinner um, if anybody's up for it, and uh, I'm going to be hiding in a corner. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I think you're a little, <laughs> too, big. <laughs> think you're a little too big to hide in a corner, Jordan Marlotta. Yeah. Hey, congratulations, man, and enjoy Sunday. Is your, will you have your family in town for the game? Uh, family's stuck in, uh, in Australia, but I'll have Nikki, my girlfriend, so okay. she'll be in. Great. Well, great. Congratulations to both of you, and uh, go out and get a win on uh, Sunday against the Niners. All right. Thanks, buds. Appreciate it. The second half of our all-Australian interview podcast here. Aaron Sipas, well, he played in the world of Australian rules football. Went to the University of Auburn, punted there for two years, spent last year on the Detroit Lions practice squad. Eagles signed him to a futures contact in, contract in January, and oh my goodness, he was the only Eagles punter on the roster once Cameron Johnson left in free agency. In his first regular season game ever, Sipas punted four times. A 47.3-yard gross average, 44.5-yard net average, and three of those four punts inside the 10-yard line. It's hard to say that a punter was spectacular, but um, okay, I'll say it here. Sipas was spectacular in week one. I caught up with him on Thursday to find out what he's got planned for week two. Aaron Sipos, one-on-one. Aaron, you are coming from a workout. So for fans who don't know, um, what kind of workout would that be exactly? Uh, look, just a little bit of whole body stuff for me, to be honest, throughout the uh, season. Um, do it a couple of times a, a week just to keep the body uh, in shape and maintain just to make sure I'm ready to go for uh, for Sundays. So, um, yeah, just a little bit of lower body work, squats and that, and then uh, just some upper body to make sure I'm feeling good. What part of your body is, is like, kind of most essential? Is it the core um, that you need to have every day? Yeah, look, the core is obviously a, a key part into making sure that I'm nice and strong um, through the legs and 
obviously in terms of balancing that too to make sure that that's all good as well. So um, certainly, yeah, certainly the core side of things is very important to make sure that, uh, again, that the body's feeling really good and um, all part of being able to execute my role on the weekend. Aaron, let's go back to Sunday. What was your experience like? What was the night before like? Did you sleep well? I mean, your first NFL regular season game, I imagine you were pretty excited. Yeah, look, I was very excited to, uh, for the occasion to come around. Um, a little bit of nerves, obviously, were, were settled in, but nothing really too bad. Uh, I think the, the preseason games certainly helped um, me uh, get myself prepared for, for week one. And um, really, I just was very excited by the opportunity to, to get out there and perform. And um, it all went very well, which was great. Was it a matter, Aaron, of just like, you know, the, you had some nerves, I'm sure butterflies, you know, excitement that once you had that first punt, um, all that stuff went away? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you obviously want the first one to go really, really well. So you kind of um, feel a little bit more relaxed about things and, and get into a bit of a rhythm. So no doubt that, um, you know, I wanted that one to go really, really well. But um, at the same time, I knew that I prepared for, for the occasion and, um, you know, this is what I've been working for for a long time. And um, I knew that, you know, I just I just do the things that I've been doing this whole time and I was going to go out there and execute. Aaron, for fans may may think that, hey, you just kind of stand back there and boot it as far as, as you can. But you have to be proficient in directional kicking. You have to be profession, proficient in pooch punting. Is there a part of the the process that, came easier or came harder to you kind of as you've lined up how to become a, a an NFL punter? Yeah, I think um, from the sport that I came from, we didn't do a lot of spiral work, I guess. So the, being able to get the mechanics right for that was certainly has certainly been a challenge for me and, and I've definitely honed in on to try and make sure that I can execute that and perform to the best of my ability each and every week to for that. But, um, you know, the pooch punting was certainly something that I um, I think I was very strong at and hopefully I'm able to prove that throughout the whole year and um, that was definitely a strength of mine but yeah the probably the field punts and being able to consistently hit the spiral is something that I still continue to work on and um, hopefully continue to get better at as each week goes by. Aaron was there at all sense of you know I, I've got to prove myself I mean do you still feel that way? Yeah, I think you have to. I think you have to feel that way. I, I definitely need to go out there and prove myself. I, you know, one game certainly doesn't get that done. While it's obviously very nice to be able to do that, you know, you, you have to be consistent in this league. So um, each week there is a point to prove and um, another opportunity to go out there and perform. So um, certainly I feel that way each and every week. What do you know about San Francisco's return game? Uh, look, they've obviously had some good guys in the past. Uh, I know uh, Brandon Ayuk and, and Mohamed Sanu are back there at the moment for them. And, um, you know, they're quite dynamic and, you know, can be very explosive when you give them the chance to be able to run. So, um, you know, my job is obviously to continue to get that ball up nice and high and, and in a great spot so our guys can get down there and, and you know, cause a fumble, lease tackle and... Um, you know, if the opportunity arises to kind of pin them deep again, then I'll be ready for it. So um, anybody in this league is dynamic when they get a chance to do it. So obviously nullifying, that's going to be huge. How tuned in are, are you to the weather forecast for Sunday? I'm sure. I mean, Lincoln Financial Field's got some tricky winds. I know you've been over there before. Um, explain some of the things that you know about kicking there and also what you know about the weather report. Yeah, obviously, there's a little bit of a swirl that comes through the stadium. Sometimes you're going to be with the wind. Sometimes you're going to be against it. But, um, 
you know, I feel like uh, I've got enough training sessions in there to be able to um, be ready for the occasion. I know, obviously, the wind's probably going to be up a little bit um, on Sunday. And, um, you know, we obviously train in these situations all the time. Um, it was pretty windy today at practice, to be honest. So I felt like I did a pretty good job with that and, um, you know, more than ready to be able to go out there and execute. And then last one for you, Aaron. I, I, you've got so much going on in your life, right? You're you're, you're expecting a child. You're getting ready for that. Um, how is it all? How have you managed it all? And then also, just kind of like, what kind of feedback have you gotten from family and friends back in Australia? And will you have any of those people in the stands on Sunday? Yeah. Look, I mean, obviously, yeah. As I said, I'm uh, going to become a father um, very, very soon. And um, honestly, it's been quite exciting and honestly a bit of a distraction, to be honest, from from the whole football side of things. I think if you, you know, um, get caught up, I guess, too much in the football, that's kind of where, um, well, at least for me personally, it could kind of go astray a little bit. So I think having something outside to focus on has been really, really good for me. Um, you know, I'm excited to to start a family and, and things like that, which is great. And um, the support back home has, has been amazing so far. Obviously, with COVID and that, it's uh, obviously none of my family or friends are, are able to get over here, unfortunately. But um, I know they're cheering on from home. And, you know, each week I get plenty of messages from family and friends with uh, great support and wishing me all the best. So um, it means a lot to me. And, um, you know, it's great to be able to have that support back home. Last one, I promise. Confidence level must be super high after after all the stuff you've gone through to get to this point. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I feel really confident being you know going out there and, and performing well. Um, you know, as I said before, though, it's, it's only one week, and um, you know, continue to build that confidence by playing consistent each and every week. Uh, one game's not just going to get it done; it's um, to build up of five, six, seven, where you get to a point where it just becomes a. Um, obviously, hopefully, you know, natural just to be able to go out there and perform well. So um, I'm super confident. Um, you know, the coaches back me in to go out there, and I've got a great specialist group to to back me in too. So, uh, you know, it's not just myself. It's the whole group that's backing me in to go out there, and that gives me the confidence as well. Aaron, thanks so much. Good luck on Sunday. Thank you very much. I appreciate having me on. And that will do it for this episode of the Eagles Insider Podcast presented by Lincoln Financial Group. Make sure you're with us on PhiladelphiaEagles.com, our official team app as well, and our social channels. 1215, we've got the kickoff show presented by Exalta. As we lead you right into kickoff on Sunday, the home opener for the Eagles at Lincoln Financial Field, it will be a rockin' in South Philly. Can't wait. I'm Eagles Insider Dave Spadaro. Thanks to Peter Kelly, Julie McLaughlin, and Ray Doyle for their work. Thanks to all of you for joining us. If you have a moment, just a moment, to drop us a little review, we love those five stars. There's a link in the details section of your podcast library. Everyone, thanks so much for joining. Big one this week. Eagles, can they get to 2-0? And it sounds weird to say it, but take control of the NFC East? To do so, the Eagles must defeat San Francisco and all that the Niners will bring to town. Thanks for joining, everyone. Have yourselves a great Eagles day. Fly, Eagles, fly, and go, Birds! E-A-T-L-E-S, Eagles! The Philadelphia Eagles and New Era introduced the Fly Collection, an elevated, boldly branded apparel capsule with streetwear appeal that's different from your standard Eagles fan gear. The collection sees bold new graphic expressions of the Eagles brand on apparel essentials like hoodies, T-shirts, jackets, and headwear. 
The designs are kept simple, mixing fresh, modern branding alongside bold punches of color, available exclusively at all Philadelphia Eagles Pro Shop locations and the team's official online store. Learn more and view the entire capsule at philadelphiaeagles.com slash fly.